Welcome to the Empty Arena. We are here to talk about Full Gear. It was a wild, wild night for AEW on Saturday. It was, it was insane. Yeah, we had, it was nuts. We had uh, a sick, sick uh, lights Someone out. Someone a little shy. Which <laughs> I didn't realize a lights out match meant you know they literally shut the lights and then they open up to a new match. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then everything else was was awesome, but we had to like go from the very top of the card and then kind of work our way through. Um, so yeah, let's let, let's open so, it up. But we're also going to be talking about uh, Full Gear and Survivor Series, right? Yeah. What else uh, are we talking about? We got to talk about Survivor Series as well. We should uh, we should also announce that myself, Chris, and John will be taking care of the podcast uh, for this evening. Our boy Danny is going getting married this weekend. Yeah, yeah. His um, upcoming nuptials. Yeah, his yeah. upcoming nuptials. Um, he's been yeah he's been out for a little while, um, but then uh, yeah so it's just us three on tonight. What, what is this? What is that? Who is wait? Is this real? What? What? No way! John, are you doing this? No, I'm not doing anything. Oh, what? I knew this. How dare you accuse me, sir? Who? What? Just when you think you know the format, I change the topics. Oh my God! It's the return of Nick. Oh my God! Oh my God! Nick is back. Hugs all around. Thank you. Thank you. Nick, you are back from a three-week hiatus. How do you feel coming back to the empty arena? Feel pretty good. Feel pretty good, Andrew. Thank you. And by the way, we're also going to be talking about the, the semi-return of CM Punk tonight. Though. Oh, yeah. We should oh, get yeah. into that. <laughs> CM Punk has returned, much like Nick. And, and, and it's based off of me saying that he was going to be returning over the last like, year of the podcast. Nick? Every episode. Oh, imagine if CM Punk comes back. Well, sirs, it came. It came true. If it you keep saying his name, he will eventually come back. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. He, People yeah. are going to chant and want... A, 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 at least a call in, like at least a run in, but they're gonna want a match. They've opened the door wide open for him to come back to do, you know, something. He may, maybe it's something with Shane, maybe it's something with Triple H, maybe something with Roman Reigns. It's got to be something big. I mean, you know, when they when they were whole, teasing the whole thing with Shane doing the best in the world shtick. I mean, yeah, that, that was the that was the point to do. Could it. have been, but you know what? Why waste on Shane McMahon? I wonder if they had something down the road. Saying, you know, they had a, you know, once CM Punk's contract was up with, like, whatever he was with. I, I, I know he's still contracted to UFC. But... You know, I'm wondering if part of, like, their, uh, I guess, the severance tag, like, when he left, WWE probably said to him, all right, if this UFC thing doesn't work out, you still can't come back for X amount of years. Yeah, I don't know. Possible. I, I feel like it was such a... a a crappy split between the two of them. I felt like they weren't, I don't know. And that's, I mean, with wrestling, it's, it's weird, right? Because you've had, you had Brett come back. You've had, uh, ultimate Ultimate warrior Warrior, come back. You have Goldberg come back. I mean, honestly, looking at those guys compared to CM Punk, it's CM Punk coming back is not as surprising as some of those other. You know what though? uh, From Mm -hmm. what I, from what I understood, um, it was either Triple H or Vinnie Mac. We actually reached out to CM Punk afterwards and apologized for the way that, uh, he was treated. Back then, mm-hmm. way, yeah, way back. Uh, yeah, the, apparently there was some sort of quote unquote miscommunication between their back oh, office I remember, and, yeah, and, hearing about that. and him getting you know let go. Um, so he's he's back on as uh, a, a a backstage correspondent. 
Technically, yeah. This is going to be well. His. This is, I think, part of Fox's backstage show. Strictly, I think. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be yeah. on the road per se. Yeah. Not yet, no. at least. But then again, Renee Young and Booker T were on that show, and they're usually on the road too, traveling with the guys. Have Have you guys watched uh, the backstage? Show? I have not. Mm-mm. No. It's. I watched one episode. It's. It's not that good. <laughs> the, the, the set well, kind of reminds <laughs> the, the set kind of reminds me of the MLB Network. Like the MLB Network has the diamond. That, yeah, no, that, yeah, that, that's very much like that's a Fox style. Another yeah. example of them trying to be sporty. Yep. But it's watching this as a wrestling fan. I'm I'm sitting there watching and and then like analyzing Finn Balor's like moves in the ring. I'm like this he's <laughs> he's he's turned heel. Like he's turned heel. And now and then you have Paige commenting about somebody turning heel or face and you have a you know a guest you know another like a i think adam cole was on there and christian hey bay uh <laughs> bay bay sorry I, w- I got some comments about my comments last week our good friend joe v mm-hmm. reached I'll out to me bet. he said how could you hate adam cole but that's a that's a Thanks, topic Jovi. for another day um <laughs> No, it's just it's weird to have a conversation like a like a quote unquote real life conversation about wrestling because we all know it's storyline focused. No, no. I mean, I don't know if they're just trying to like uh, basically fess up to the fact that they're trying to draw in a, a very large group of casual people, a casual, a very casual audience that they know are going to look at this and say, "All right, this is all BS." So we might as well just try to legitimize it by giving this this idea of like it being like real and all this analysis. But, you know, as a wrestling fan, to your point, Andrew, without even watching it, I could already kind of picture what it's like. And I don't seeing it as anything entertaining. I, I don't know if it's cringe worthy of like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck sitting there talking about it, you know, like on this day. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, or like the, the quote unquote executives reacting to the draft That was horrible. Picks. That was the worst. I mean, like, I, I don't want to see any of that crap, you know? I mean, it's a wrestling show. This is what well, I grew up with. I, none I, of that. I think they're trying to uh, make this their own sports center. And it's horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's but, just, but this yeah. is also kind of like, um, oh, what the hell was the name of the show that used to be on, uh, in, like the early 2000s? Um, not Velocity. Uh, honestly, I don't remember the name of the show, but it was like Velocity, but it was almost the same concept where it was like it was hosted by either Jonathan Coachman or maybe was it Bite This? Bite This. It might have been Bite This actually. That was yeah. like yeah, it was like very early two thousand. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know because I remember in uh, one of the issues of WWE magazine there was like a tagline where it was a, a quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he said like uh, the creative direction of this company hasn't been good. I'll go one better. It's been piss poor. <laughs> It's like, oh my God, <laughs> so called Steve Austin talking about storylines. This is real. You know, it's like, uh, but you know, one thing I have to say as far as like this whole idea of them trying to legitimize what they're doing as a sport, if you really took the time to talk to people that weren't wrestling fans, and you guys probably would know about this because uh, you've probably experienced this. When you talk to someone who's not a wrestling fan, who never really watched it, and it happens to come right. up in conversation, oh, you watched WWE. And the person usually, what they'll say, oh, isn't it like, well, fake or whatever. He goes, but, and then the person will say, well, when they fall, that looks like it hurts. I mean, I'm sure it hurts. I mean, I'm sure some of it's real. Yeah, if they, if they fall the right a way. A lot of times, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, there there is, like, I find more often than not, people do at some point kind of, um, you know, get to a middle ground with you if, if you really try to, like, explain, you know, what it's really about. You know, so I don't think you necessarily need all of this sporty stuff to like really make it no. work. 
People understand, no. you know, that there's an element of realism to it. You don't need all this crap. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. And with, yeah, with, I think it's just with this overall Fox deal, they need something else outside of SmackDown. Like they need another, need another hour or so of, of content. I, I yeah. say they should bring back Sunday Night Heat. That would be incredible. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would and, love to see that. And do the same thing what they used to do where, you know, it would be, if there was a night where there's a pay-per-view, well, yeah. it's not really people oh. anymore. But I know yeah. that's why we would we would check out yeah. one, uh, Sunday Night Heat just to see what the Titan Tron would look and like, and that might be, and, like. and honestly, that may entice people to actually buy the network if they yeah. see an episode Absolutely. of Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, it's a it did giant. With me. Oh, see, yeah, mm. it uh, worked. It's target audience. <laughs> so, so Punk is back. Do we do we see him? Uh, I mean, he he's going to be around next week on backstage, but do we see him actually working an angle anytime soon or is it only, it's I don't possible. know if it's going to be anytime soon. It's possible. Nah. Maybe down the line, but I do see him, uh, if he doesn't go anywhere with the UFC, uh, him being a commentator with WWE. I mean, he is, he'd make a great comment. I would love to see, yeah, him I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Him in the be better than the yeah. three jadrules on, uh, on Monday, Monday night raw. Well, you don't like Dio Madden. Dio Madden? I don't even know his name. Dio. I don't even know who these people are. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James. I only know Jerry the King Lawler. Thanks, Nick, for, uh, for laughing at that. I'm sure Jovi is laughing at that as well. Jerry the King Lawler, and I think, I forgot who mentioned this, but he, he just sounds like uh, SmackDown versus Raw, like sound bites. I think I said that. Commentary, yeah. He, <laughs> he sounds like sound bites version of Jerry Lawler. It does. Like, this is a great match. Whoa, you know, yeah. it's like, oh my god, it's really, yeah, it's not this, it's not he's the king legit, that we know. He's literally reading from a script, yeah, he has to be, yeah, couldn't be any more generic. Um, you know, we say that you know, that, like these a show like this doesn't deserve like a a recap show, but Walking Dead has one and Breaking Bad had one, so I guess there's some value in it. Talking yeah. smack, oh there my god, go. that was a great show, yeah. I mean, technically, it's the same thing, kind of, but it was. Well, Talking Smack was better, in my opinion, because it was completely kayfabe. Completely kayfabe. It didn't have any, like, sports center vibe to it. It was uh, it was also, like, that golden age. I can't believe I'm saying this. Golden right. age of, of, like, that new version of SmackDown where you had, like, The Miz was super over. Brian was over as the uh, owner or GM. You had Shane. Right. The good old days from two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, when SmackDown was... Uh... Really a, a white-hot show. But, yeah, as far as Punk coming back for a return, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I think, uh, I don't know if he's been training, to be honest, to be coming back with any aspiration of actually competing. If he did, it would probably be something where he would have to take time, I think, to you know physically get back into, I guess they call it wrestling shape, where, you know, there is an element of, you know, uh, conditioning that I think uh, gets lost if you're not doing it regularly. I don't know. I've never laced up a pair of boots, but that's my guess. (laughs) So it probably would be a while before he would even get to that point of being able to Mm. do anything. However, um, WWE actually has CM Punk on their roster, on their website. Ooh. On the active roster. Now that's interesting. Yeah. Whoa. I just just Googled it. Does it say active roster or just... I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna pull up WWE's website, it's, and I apologize if there's any vo- audio or video clips coming up. 
it's it's no surprise that the week that Punk comes back is when Disney Plus launches. Hmm. It's just this, you know, nostalgia trip. See, it doesn't. It just comes up as a superstar. Ooh, he is a superstar, and, and it's not him in a suit. It's him crossing his arms like his normal stance, hmm. and has hmm. his bio. I mean, That's interesting. truth be told, how do you think he's going to be able to turn it down? He's going to be hearing it from the fans all the time. He's, he's waiting for a big on social media. How could he turn it down? He still has. He's relatively young. What is he in his early to mid forties? I think he's like um, 40, he's 42. Yeah. Like Early to mid 40s. I mean, I think that he still has. I mean, listen, the, the youngest AEW champion in history is 49 years old. Yeah, Chris, that's right. <laughs> Chris, that was a wonderful segue. <laughs> that was like the best segue that you can you can possibly have. Let's talk. <laughs> I do what I can. Let's talk AEW full gear. Can we um, just talk right into the, the best match of the night? We should, yeah. We, let, let's jump around a little bit. Let's uh, let's talk through some of these matches. So, at the at the top of the card, we had uh, the Young Bucks versus the Few and Proud. Is that their name? What? Santana and Ortiz. Yes, the we're, Few and the Proud. Few and the Proud. We're getting we're getting uh, used to their names now. I think yeah. That, which is um, proud and powerful. That the was proud it. and powerful. Uh, the Few and the Proud is a army commercial. Yes, yeah, that was the Marines, really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the proud and powerful, they they went over. Um, that was a great match. It was fun. Storyline was there. Yeah, you know, I think it was Nick Jackson that hurt his leg, or Matt. I had a 50-50 shot of, of naming the right. <laughs> One of them buck. was balding, and once you know that, I guess that's the idea. So it's Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Okay. <laughs> um, they're both they're both like athletic Marty Jannettys. They both have like the enthusiasm of Mar- Marty Jannetty, but. They have like the skill of Shawn Michaels yeah. times four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that was that was a good match. Uh, I love the back rakes that or uh, Santana was giving uh, the Young Bucks because of the pose he did. And at, and at one point, the some of the posing was uh, made me spit up my food. <laughs> but let's get to the probably the best spot of that of that match, and I think I think Chris would agree this is probably the best. That this may be the best part of the evening. Ah uh, yes, when the uh, Rock and Roll Express got their old asses out of the out of the crowd. You know, though, I gotta the, say though, they actually look pretty the good. To do a suicide dive <laughs> as like a seventy-three-year-old pulls it off pretty well. I had taken a sip. Of my seltzer, <laughs> and I was so flabbergasted by what I saw that I forgot there was water in my mouth, and I just began to exclaim, drooling. <laughs> no, I, I think the proper shirt. sound was this. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was the That's best. pretty accurate. I yeah. could not believe. See, Not, yeah, and and also the Canadian destroyer that that, that Ricky Morton did <laughs> springboarding over the rope and boom. <laughs> Seeing his white hair, his like white head, go up and down in the, in that in that what was it? What was the name of the Canadian movie? destroyer? The Canadian destroyer. Uh, that oh, that was wild. That like that that was incredible. Which, um, by the way, has now become almost in line with the suicide dive as the most frequently used uh, high spot in yep. wrestling. Everyone does a Canadian history. Even Cena was doing it his last few matches. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, but great match. Nonetheless, I'm glad the inner circle got a victory. 
Um, in the next match of the evening, John, what, what do we have up? Uh, Adam Page versus Pack. Very good match. Adam Page against Pack. These two always. These two have been having great matches. They'll go back and forth until probably the end of the year. That's like this. That's their. Uh, I think that's their gimmick right now. But there were some insane spots by by Pack the bastard. The man, um, the man that gravity forgot. Yeah, the man that gravity <laughs> trademark. The, the man that WWE forgot and then <laughs> lost out. Uh, my only, my only gripe with with this match may have been the finish because I, I don't understand Adam Page's dead dead shot or dead eyes is his is his finisher. But he does not make any contact with the mat whatsoever. I, no, it's like, but but the dead eye, the dead eye is a medical condition, so I think it's dead shot. I think it's well. I think his gimmick is, is is uh, crafted <laughs> after Red Dead Redemption. Maybe, okay, yeah, yeah, that's possible. Because any uh, any video game nerds up there, just let us know if it's uh, <laughs> crafted after uh, John Marston <laughs> or Arthur Morgan or Arthur Morgan. No spoilers, please. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. The move itself, I, I think. Uh, I was like, "What? What is this? What? What is this finisher? It's like a. It was like an incredible match, and then it ended with this weird finish. And I just, I don't love that move. I just, yeah. Wasn't... It reminded me of like when um, uh, at WrestleMania eight, when Undertaker tombstone Jake the Snake on the outside, and the camera is like right there, and you clearly see Jake the Snake's head was like a foot away from the ground. That's the thing. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it, it's so awkward looking. It's I can understand why you're overly cautious because you don't want to have the guy dropped on his head and break his neck. But there's, I don't know, something that See, draws. could be done. I don't Oof. know, to like, maybe come up with another finisher. I don't know. Yeah. Just, it, does, it, right, it didn't look good. No, it, it killed the whole match. Really, it did. Sadly. Because um, yeah. they're both really but, good. I like. Otherwise, I was glad Adam Page picked up the win. Yeah. Here. Oh, hey. uh, there was also Sean Spears uh, and Joey Janela. This was a sleeper for me. I yeah, wasn't I, I don't. This yeah. was the yeah. well, the return of the bathroom break. Yeah, yes. I just it's I. Yeah. Either guy. I mean, you have Joey Janela, who's based. He's he seems to me like a, like a like a, a Skivats version of <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean greasy or gross? I mean, yeah, that's you know what, Andrew? I'm offended. For our fans that don't know what that means, that's like that means skeevy in, in Italian. In Italian, but in it's Italian like, slang. In Italian slang. Yeah. It's skivats. This guy is a fucking skivats. skivats. Um coming from I, the come for coming for the least Italian people of the building. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean my Italian, my paisans back me up. I don't know if someone uh, if something is skivat or someone is skivat, I think it's. I, I am skivat. <laughs> so, skivats. you are. Skivats. Ladies and gentlemen out there, if there's any Marias or Luigi's, please uh, reach out to us. No, that's skivats. I think the best part of this match was the opening when Sean Spears came out and behind him was uh, Tully Blanchard. And without saying anything or pointing anything out, John quipped. Oh my God! Is that John Malkovich? <laughs> <laughs> I, and then I looked at my God, phone. Look up Tully Blanchard and John Malkovich. You cannot tell them. I part. looked at my phone. I was like, "Oh, geez, this is just works. This is accurate." Yeah, <laughs> there was a run-in by John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> so there was that in a um, wrestling match. Other, otherwise, I don't really remember any. There was spots there was uh, there was some good. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, you know, as far as. Uh, what else there was as far as other matches? There was a women's title match, Riho and uh, Emi Sakura. Uh, that's Freddie Mercury for those of you who do not know. You know, I got to say, I liked the match. I thought it was fun. 
the only thing is I wish they played up the story, like the teacher-student storyline a bit more. I feel like that was kind of missing. They rushed right into it. They rushed it. it. Yeah. I was like, oh, they, they could have spent more time on it. But yeah. nonetheless, I think it was still pretty good. Uh, there was also SoCal on uns- uh, Uncensored, uh, the Lucha Brothers, and Private Party, that triple threat the three-way tag team match. Oh, oh, was this the, was this... For the titles. Oh, that was for the titles. Yeah. Yep. SoCal Uncensored uh, defeated the other two tag teams. Well, on, on, I think on Monday Night Raw, they had a match between the Revival, Lucha House Party, and... Uh, Stra- the Street Profits. And the Street Profits. I, I, I don't know who's going to have a copyright infringement in a lawsuit. In they the next they need to have a battle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, six on six. <laughs> I um, think SoCal needs this versus any of the other two because the other two are fine tag teams as they as is. Yeah, and you know the the problem that Damn, I have the fine. with these like multi <laughs> tag team matches is that I feel like there's just too much going on. It's just when you have like you could have good tag team wrestling without it being a spot fest, but when there's like more than four guys in the ring, it's it is a spot fest. You can't really tell a story with these many guys, but the way wrestling is, the way AEW functions, especially, you could kind of tell that it's very indie-driven, fast-paced, and you could respect that element of it. But as far as just like you know, telling the story in the ring, at, at it, it gets lost. It gets lost in the mix when you have all these guys like flying around doing all these crazy spots every every minute. So that's why for me, I feel like a lot of these like multi-team matches. I don't get emotionally involved in them as much as I do mm. like other matches where there's less going on. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, the that's what, this is like a spectacle. Like, yeah. it was like you know, and, and WWE does this too, where they'll have you know, like on a WrestleMania card, they'll do like the four way tag team matches. And like you're right, Nick. It's like you watch these matches, and, and there's eight guys in the ring. I don't I don't understand the rules of a multi tag team match. I've watched wrestling for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Still don't understand the concept of like. Tagging somebody else I know, blindly. Well, it's, it's like a tornado tag. tag. I feel like that's just a cop out. It's well, stupid. It's, it's, I don't get it. It's like so. It's like a tornado tag. Never understood why they had that. Tor- yeah, t- tornado tags make no sense either. That yeah. only existed in video games. I don't think I've ever seen a tornado tag match in real life. <laughs> oh, that was Brian and Brian and who? Rowan against Reigns and I think somebody else. Hmm. Rollins. Oh, maybe it was Ambrose and like Harper Boxley. and John Boxley. Um, John Boxley. So, yeah, SoCal retained the titles and Christopher Daniels returned. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, why not? Cool. Yeah. The final two matches of the evening uh, Jericho Ooh. and Cody. Jericho and Cody. Very I really good match. I enjoyed the build up to this. Yes. Match. I mean, it, it, it adds. Cody added a, a ton to this rivalry just by his his mic work, his uh, promo promo he cut uh, last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago, um, which is being equated to his father's hard times promo. Hard times, baby. Hard times. Hard times, baby. <laughs> Cody even has a lisp. Now, now I I like the the match itself was I thought was fine. Finish was very good. I like the finish. A little like it is it, it did take the air out of the arena when, you know, especially with especially with you know, now that your people are paying for the show, you know, fifty bucks is not cheap. 
So you got to make sure that finish is a finish that people are going to want to see again. A, a, appreciate. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, in WWE world, they could have Rollins, like, you know, whatever, lose his title and then win it right back on Raw or, you know, get jobbed out completely or have like, a, you know, like a two minute, you know, finish, you know, a, a, a two minute main event. But here it's a little different because you're paying for this. You're paying a good amount of money. You know what, though? I think they got their money's worth because it was a 29-minute match. 100%. No, I, I think... Wow. Well, the, 29 minutes. And that was not the longest of the night. Could we please... And, and Nick uh, Nick brought this up earlier. But could we please talk about Jericho's training for the uh, Judas effect and, oh, and all of his promos? For God's sakes. That is... That has, <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. He just has like a... a some some quick judo moves or jabs, and then he quickly backs into you know the Judas effect. Throws his elbow around, it's, wh- it's, whips it around. It's a black and white effect with this guy holding up pads for Jericho, and Jericho's got his shirt off. He's in his shorts, and he's hitting the bags. He's punching him, and all of a sudden, there's like a two three second delay, and he haphazardly like swings himself around and elbows one of the pads <laughs> with his Judas effect. It's just like, oh my god, this is just terrible. <laughs> If Danny were here, I would like to ask, you know, Danny, how do you defend against the Judas effect? I don't think Danny would be able to defend against it. I don't I mean, think you can stupidity. defend it. I mean, the Judas effect, you know, that that's a real move. I mean, I don't think anybody could defend it. I mean, my God. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. It's classic elbow. Sorry, guys. I don't believe it. I, I'm playing my Briscola right now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, um, for our Marias and Luigis out there, look yes, at Briscola. Briscola. Um, but, um, it, uh, the match itself was, I think the match itself was fine. I think it was, it was good. Uh, Cody's mom smacking Jericho was great. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't she flip him off too? Yeah. Yeah. She did. She flipped him off. That was great. Uh, but, um, but the ending was probably, I, I don't know if I enjoyed the ending as much as I should have. MJF. Yeah. He, he technically threw in the towel. Which is that, do you get yeah. that? Is that a that legal was, right? When that you was become, not a, like a stipulation. That was just. Yeah, I, I've never I've never seen anybody throw in the towel like that hmm. for somebody else. Unless it's like a throw in the towel match, like that's that's been a, I mean, or like um, I guess like an I quit match or something like that. Yeah, but throw in the towel. Yeah, but the I quit match is only two guys or two ladies, not anybody in the corners, right? Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. No, I I get it. Maybe it was more like symbolic than anything else. Like okay. He's his official official manager, so he has to like they have to listen. Watch to him. out for that, yeah. Okay. I don't know, but uh, that, but that also led to MJF kicking Cody right in the American nads, <laughs> American night nads. He uh yeah he got it. MJF right into his common. Well, knowledge. MJF has always been playing a heel, but on like social media, he's obsessed with Cody. And now he officially turned heel on Cody, which is not him turning heel as a character. It's turning heel in this scenario. So does that make it more impactful or less impactful? I think, it, I think, I think more. he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be the heel that's going to freaking be the heel of the company. Like well, they got to be grooming him to take over for Jericho because Jericho's not going to be around forever. True, and I, I, what's funny is, uh, think about this, as a as a character, MJF MJF turned heel while being a heel, so he turned while he was still on the same 
side. He turned more heel. He turned more heel. I think it had more of an impact for a heel to turn even healer. Is that a word? Healer. Healer. Heliest. Helium. Andrew, I think you just made up a word in uh, wrestling lingo. That's going to be in the Oxford uh, English American Dictionary. Healer. Mark. uh, Heel. Base. Healer. Healer. (laughs) Facer. I see see them fighting, but do we know when the next pay-per-view is? I don't think we have a... A schedule? I think this has to end in a pay-per-view match. It can't end on free TV. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Well, I the, should. The, the next, according uh-huh. to Wikipedia, the the next one is uh, Chris Jericho's Rock and Rager Wrestling at uh, Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, which is uh, on that's a cruise. A, that's a cruise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm wondering if that's actually good. I'm wondering if it's actually going to be on TV. That'd be insane. Yeah. They shot AEW from uh, li- live from the uh, Norwegian Dawn. <laughs> Norwegian Pearl, actually. Oh, shoot. Wow. Yep. It's a Norwegian line. Yep. Nice. So, but yes, that is the said, next one. Uh, oh, let's can we talk about Cody's eye splitting open. Yes, we can. And how uncomfortable that was to watch for 20 yes, minutes. It was. Ugh. How did it happen? Did, did we did so we refine, so uh, so he got I, I believe he didn't he get backflipped over the ropes onto the ramp. He like jumped, not the ramp the shelf I should say because it wasn't really like, a ramp shelf. <laughs> he yeah he jumped head first into the ramp and just basically knocked his ass out. Yeah, and, and uh, I I don't think he bladed. I think there was a legit injury looked, because no it, he didn't have enough time. Yeah, no, because when they showed the replay. You you only saw his face hit. You did not see his hands going anywhere near his face. His hands broke the fall. But other it, than that, you saw absolutely nothing. It, and then he comes up and you saw a giant. Yeah. A giant, like, uh, like uh, an upside down U-shaped a ga- a giant gash out of his yeah. eye. It reminded me of when Lesnar opened up Randy Orton at SummerSlam like three years ago. Or four years ago. Three, four years ago. Yep. Uh, it was like a hard open where... I guess there's like just certain spots on the face where if you hit it hard enough, it will it will cut without you having to really try too hard. My God, yeah, his his the the Rhodes family loves blood apparently in their matches. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. So should we? Speaking of blood in matches, <laughs> well, boy, might be a little more than blood, but uh, the main event was John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And I think this was my favorite match. match. <laughs> it wasn't. It was so. Not. I don't want to say stupid. No. I, 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 I'm not saying. I'm not saying stupid in a negative context. I don't know if. I mean, it's. It was ridiculous the amount of shit they put themselves through. Yep. Even going as so far as to undo the ring and then do a bunch of moves on the wood. And that that hurts. It was. It was a hundred percent. Moxley, like he was enjoying himself so much. Yep. Um, it's basically like. The, does he get aroused by that stuff? The, Do he might. Probably does. <laughs> it's the uh, like the beast inside of him was released on Saturday night. The beast was released. I like that. But yes, let's talk about Kenny Omega because he, my goodness, he took so many bumps, especially with the, especially the wood. Bumps at the very end. Yep, there there was some good wood. There was some there was some quality wood. Mm-hmm. 
you know what the funny thing is when they ripped the mat up and they were you know shuffling around on on the uh uh the wooden uh on the mat I was like, oh my God, it's like they're having a basketball game. But you actually heard their feet <laughs> yeah, squeaking. Was, yes, yes. Like when you watch a basketball game, it's like, oh my God, is, <laughs> is, is Omega going for the three here? I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, um, yeah, it was, um, it was pretty cool. You don't see that very often. No. You, you don't see the Mac getting ripped up, uh, not to mention the fact that they had several of those crazy barbed wire spots where well, I, what? Speaking of crazy, what about the glass? The shattered glass? That yeah. was, I'm sure, not fully glass. Yeah, some of it had to be glass. Yeah, yeah, some of it was like just because the way they were hit landing on it when Ambrose was crawling through it, they would have been ripped up. They would have had blood all over the yeah. place if they really were. I think you no, know there were some definitely some sharp pieces in there. You could yep. clearly see them getting cut, but they, that would have been insane because all that glass getting into your skin. So, <laughs> Forget it. So we had the barbed wire spots, the back and forth with the mop and the baseball bat. Wild, yep. We had the glass spot, which was, and what about when? What about uh when Omega tried to uh, stab Moxley in the eye with the glass? Oh my goodness! Yeah, Yeah, I, I, he tried cutting his forehead wide open, and then he cut in between the web in between his his fingers. It's like a really bad paper cut. Yeah. Then he took a screwdriver and he was driving it into Moxley's head. I remember at one point, or some tool. We had a screwdriver. Uh, and then we had the bed of barbed wires, which yep. was, oh my God, get that, getting them out of there was insane. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, uh, went ringside and, uh, uh, wasn't Moxie that got speared or was it Kenny, Kenny Omega that got speared through the, the fake prop spotlight? I think it was Omega into Moxley. Omega yeah. into Moxley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he ran into him with the knee or something. Which was know. very, which was very WWE-esque. Yeah, it was a little bit that yeah. part in a particular. Set. Yeah, I yeah. would say like that part is a little like okay. All right, then yeah, copyright. <laughs> oh yeah. Still, I mean, even that being that as it may, it was still pretty cool. I mean, they were just going at it. It was it was a it was a fun match. It really was. It was a long match, but it was actually a you know a, a fun uh, encounter. They really put themselves through the ringer, and I tip my cap to both of them. And my dumbass thought that lights out meant the match as the match progressed. Lights would, like, the the house lights in the arena would go down, and then open up. You are a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is this lights out thing? I don't get lights out." So it's unsanctioned. Yeah. It so count. so they put their bodies through all the shit for thirty eight minutes. Yeah. And it didn't even count. Right. I mean, it counts in the eh, eyes. Not of really. the, in the eyes of the fan. Yeah. It counts, like perception wise, it counts. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, it doesn't. Count right. towards a record. Stat-wise, it doesn't count, but I, I, I guess that's part of, uh, I guess, the allure of it, you know, because they, uh, you know, wanted to go outside of the boundaries and really try to, like, push the envelope with this. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was uh, I was quite surprised with what they did with this. I didn't think they would go as far as they did with all the barbed wire spots. I know they were teasing it on TV for a few weeks. I didn't think it would ever really like manifest into actual uh, instance instances where they were hitting each other, you know, or doing spots with the barbed wire. So, wow, um, yeah, clearly they are uh, separating themselves from WWE in that regard, where they're really pushing the uh, violence aspect. So, damn, pushing the envelope. <laughs> they just can't. They can't do this more than like once every few months. No, they, this. Yeah, you can't you can't go to this well too often because then it'll it'll just lose its luster. Um, 
I, yeah. I imagine that uh well I know like the so so Moxley went over. Which in I think in this case I want Omega to get a win badly. I think but, he will eventually, but right now, um I think Omega has the luxury of being somebody who is so well established yep. already that he could afford to spend the first couple of months, maybe even a year, not having like a dominant record because other people are coming in and they're, and they're trying to like make names for, you know, really building the future, literally. So I guess at the expense of having a guy like Omega put a lot of these guys over, I think he could handle it. I think he could, you know, absorb a lot of it. But true, he, he will no doubt be in the main event. I mean, he probably they already is. Him a run. If he's going to be putting these people over, they got to give him. He will, I, no doubt. I mean, he's got plenty of wrestling left in him. I mean, just the guy, he's, yeah. in, he's in his mid thirties. So I mean, he's not old, but he's not a kid. But yet, I mean, you look Did at him. That young? Yeah. I thought he was a bit older. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, John also pointed out that uh, Kenny Omega looks like a young uh, Donald Sutherland. Which he does. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, I mentioned that. Yeah, oh, you did. Edited. I mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, John's face turned sour for a second. I was like, "Oop!" Like I credited the, the wrong person. Like a professor in Animal House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I was watching the other day. I love it. It's such an incredible yeah. movie. But yeah, I digest. Um, I digest. <laughs> no, that was that was great. And I even I watched some of AEW uh, on Wednesday, and it seems as though the storyline with Omega is that he's just, like, giving up on everything. Like, you know, he's, you know, he, he they had a had a, uh, a segment where Omega was with the doctor, and the doctor told him, like, take some time off, you know, take the night off, you know. And then at the end, he was like, okay, got you, doc, no problem. And he's like, how's Moxley doing? And then the doctor says, oh, well, you know, he took some bad, you know, took some bad bumps, but he's actually competing tonight. So it makes Omega feel bad, like, oh, shit, like, I really can't keep up with these guys anymore. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to fall to the wayside. So are, are we considering Moxley the heel in this scenario? I imagine so, but he's not, he hasn't, that's the one thing about AEW and, you know, even, like, with NXT, too. I don't know who the heels, I don't know who the faces are, uh, because there's one week where, Cody will come out and make fun of somebody like Sammy Guevara. And then that same night he turns face and then he turns back heel. And yeah, those are like those, those swerves that they try to throw at you initially because that first episode, we had no idea what was going on. True. True. Whatnot. But I mean, I'll get to Cody in a second as to why, like, I feel it's so confusing with him specifically, but, um, Amber, uh, Moxley, I think he's a face because um, based on his promo that he cut and and um, I think he's just so over. I think it's hard to really make him a heel right now. Um, they do. I mean, they, they clearly do, you know, make emphasis on certain guys being a heel. Obviously, Jericho and the inner circle and, and all that stuff. But um, with Cody, it's weird because he's in a position of authority and right. everyone knows that. And it's hard to like maintain a face character when you're like in that position. He's always wearing suits and you know, he's got this elite status and all this stuff. So don't get me wrong, I mean he's he's over as a face, but it just like it just like, you know, where he's coming from, I felt like it's weird to like, you know, and that's just the way things fell. I mean, he's a hell of a competitor. 
he just so happened to be the guy that organized and set up this company. But um wonder what they'll eventually do with him as a heel, you know, how are they gonna do that? That's something I'm thinking in, yeah. in the future, you know what I mean? It's it's interesting. You know, I, I know he now he officially cannot go for like a title anymore or like a, the mm-hmm. the the AEW championship because he lost to Jericho technically, so he can't go for the title ever again. But I think one way to make him heal if you want to is just have him say yeah, I run this company. I'm going back for my title shot. I don't care what I promise you people. Yeah, eventually. That's a, that's a good, that. I feel like that's a great, like, great to have in the back pocket. And then eventually it would be fairly after he has his match with MJF. Yes. MJF. Chris, you're alive. We haven't heard from you in uh, like 20 minutes. I'm here. <laughs> okay. I'm enjoying the, uh, the rousing debate. He's... I think I think Chris is currently watching uh, that that Rock and Roll Express spot and trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep my jaw off the ground. <laughs> Chris, God forbid, if you if you ever fall to a coma, I'm gonna play that play that match, and I think you'll wake up immediately. Oh, that'll bring you back. <laughs> I'll bring you back to life. <laughs> That's Chris's smelling salts. So, uh, so speaking of getting back to life, Survivor Series. <laughs> I was like, where is this one going? <laughs> Uh, Survivor Series is coming. coming up. Yep, it's uh, it's coming sooner than you think. What next week? I think we're not. Oh, not this Sunday, but the Sunday no, after. No, it used to be the day before Thanksgiving. Do you remember those days? A long, like in the nineties, right? Like it was Forever like literally ago, on like yeah, Wednesday yeah, night. The early nineties, early to mid nineties. Wednesday night pay per views. Thanksgiving. Yeesh. I was watching a few of the <laughs> older ones uh, the other day, and they mentioned it was like, oh, it's Wednesday night. Wow, that's crazy. However, Survivor Series is taking place in Rosemont, Illinois, home state to CM Punk. I think CM Punk's going to join. I think he's going to make a team, Team CM Punk. (laughs) Or will he interfere? Well, now, who knows? Potentially. You're getting very, very excited, John. I see it in your eyes. You you see other things, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what that means. Hey, now. so the, the, the format of the show is NXT versus SmackDown versus which Raw. Raw. Which is cool. Cool for like a few matches, but we can't do that like with every single title or or like match can't be. I think I think so some they're are doing mixed it, up. Yeah. yeah, they're doing it with uh three matches it looks like. There's one of the matches that's fully uh uh the teams are fully done are uh it's the Viking Raiders, uh, which is the Raw Tag t- Titles, uh, versus the New Day, which is SmackDown, oh, yeah. and the Undisputed Era, which is NXT Tag. Um, which is cool. That's a good grudge match. Yeah, have. it's champion versus champion versus champion. Versus champion. Yep. Um, the other, the other uh, matches that are semi-filled out, uh, there's Team Raw, which is to be announced. Uh, versus Team SmackDown, uh, including Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and TBA at the, as of today, which is Thursday, versus Team NXT, which is TBA as of Thursday. Dude, they, I mean, how are they doing this, like, I don't know. five on five on five in the same ring? I don't, I don't know. know. It's Think about it. There's 15 people, people. Yep. in the ring. That's half of a Royal Rumble. 
Well, it's, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then the final is Team Raw, which is uh, Rollins, McIntyre, Owens, Orton, and Ricochet versus SmackDown, which is Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, Corbin, and Shorty G, which I hate that name. Versus Shen Gable. Yeah, versus Team NXT, which is TVA as of Thursday, November the yeah. 14th the, the, of 2019. These, 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 I'm sorry, these five-on-five, five, like, ridiculousness uh exhibitions they're gonna be i'm not really crazy about it what i am really curious about is aj styles versus shinsuke nakamura versus, versus roger, roger strong that, that, that should be interesting that yeah. might be the match of the night just yeah. by looking at it on paper i mean the women's match looks pretty solid too you got becky bailey and Shayna baszler yeah, my question it is looks good too but i think that that styles nakamura strong match is going to be the best one now my question is why is nxt uk not in this well, you know, um, technically they're part of a Walter. Yeah, Wal- Walter. It's Walter. Walter. On, five, on, five, on, five. <laughs> on five, but then you yeah. add on five. Fox five. I mean NXT NXT UK is, <laughs> it, you know, it's its own. Don't get me wrong; it's a very it's it's NXT. I haven't watched really NXT UK that much, but um, it is it it is its own beast, but. I think you know regular NXT. I suppose is obviously going to get the uh, the call on this, but uh, who knows? Maybe there may be some interference. And we're and we're still doing war games the night before, right? War yeah, games. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. You know, <laughs> I forgot because it's Survivor Series. You know, um, you know, take over. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, you know, you still like yes, it's cool that you're having this. You having NXT added to the Survivor Series mix, and I think that'll only help. Yeah, you know, with your buys, yeah. get it. But that you're also taking away from what you know from like the 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 uniqueness of or the unique nature mm-hmm. of NXT Takeover the Saturday night before. Because that's I mean, like, you, are you going to have some people pulling double duty? I mean, you may have to. have to, yeah. Which is, I don't know. I was never huge into people being in two storylines at once. Now they're doing that as an NXT takeover type of thing. I believe, uh, I don't think it's a takeover. I think it's called War Games. War Games. They're having their first ever women's War Games match too, which I think will be pretty cool. So the War Games is when there's two rings side by side, right? And it's locked the in a cage, big giant cage. cage on top of it. Oh God! Chris knows what's all that. Chris knows what that's all about. WCW fandom. Oh, yeah, WCW used to do it. I remember watching one with the Four Horsemen. Yep. I think they were facing, it was the NWO against the Four Horsemen. Yep. Hall and Nash. I want to say Hogan was in there, Hollywood Hogan, maybe <laughs> Macho Man. Oh, that's a, that was when Macho Man was on the, on the, in, in the NWO. This was, I think, before he jumped to the NWO because after Fall Brawl 96, Hogan and Savage had the match at Halloween Havoc, I think. Well, but, the, the um, War Games uh, card for this one is uh, the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Dominic Dykovic, Keith Lee, and TBA. Tommaso Ciampa! As well as and the women's. Yep, and the women's, it's uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray versus Ray Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox and Maya Yim. There's so many. There's so much team warfare happening. Yeah. 
I don't know if I love it, but I'll still watch it because it's we get it for ten ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Don't scare me. Well, Andrew. as we as we go through the you know as we get through the rest of the month, we'll be sure to have a full review of Survivor Series, and maybe we'll make our own teams again. Mm. I think that's a good. That's going to be next week's episode. We just gave ourselves an idea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe. That's a wonderful, wonderful idea. We'll do it. We got to do it next week. Oh, three-minute booking Survivor Series style. We'll ask all of our social uh, fans to give us people that we'll put into. Oh, all right. I'll send a post about this. This is going to be a wonderful (laughs) episode next week. Wonderful. Wonderful. And on that note, gentlemen, uh, reach out to us on the social medias. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Empty Arena Podcast. Some good memes. Some memes that have caused controversy. Controversy. My my latest Thanos meme caused controversy with with who? Uh, with somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna name any. Okay. I'm not gonna name anybody. Uh, but uh, I'm glad people are talking about it. Was it Arn Anderson? It was Arn Anderson. Yes. Okay. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Empty Arena Podcast. Email us at. Empty arena podcast at gmail.com. And then go follow us on Facebook at Empty Arena. Which one's Empty Arena Show? Twitter. That is Twitter. Oh, so Twitter is Empty Arena Show. Yeah. Instagram is Empty Arena Podcast. Facebook is Empty Arena Podcast. Email is Empty Arena Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, you know. Good fight. We're praying for you, uh, Mr. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Because, you know, by God. They killed Kenny. Good night. Those bastards. Yeah. Jasmine Studios.